Welcome to another edition of the Litigation Psychology Podcast. Dr. Bill Kanaski. This podcast is brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. Go to courtroomsciences.com. Um, <clears throat> yeah, local time, 4 a.m. Here we go again. It's the only time I have in my day to record these. So, yes, I look terrible. <clears throat> Voice a little off. Hitting some water early here in the morning. I'm going to start with my rant. Will Smith. Come on, man. Walks up on stage and just clobbers Chris Rock. Speaking of psychology, got some mental issues there. Come on, Will. You're a better guy. He's a comedian. He's doing his job. You have to go up on stage and clobber him. How do you think the rest of society is going to handle their problems now, Will? Man, Will Smith, get it together. Go to therapy. Okay, maybe go to some anger management courses. <clears throat> Unbelievable. But the memes have been great. Boy, it's produced some great memes. Man, so for everything that bad happens, you know, society ends up making it funny and we all... We all send memes to each other. I guess that's the great part about this particular society. All right. So in the 4 a.m. hour, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about what you need to do with your witnesses within 24 hours of testimony, whether it be deposition, trial testimony. <clears throat> a mistake I see is doing a lot of stuff last minute, particularly the day before, the morning of. And that's where your, your witness needs to rest. They need to focus. Um Going over exhibits, doing mock questioning within that last 24 hours is just a really bad idea. They need to sleep. They need to be energized. They need to focus on fitness, nutrition, mental focus. And so in the weeks approaching testimony, that's when you want to do your, your really heavy lifting. But you got to keep them focused, particularly the morning of. And there's two things I'm going to talk to you about today on what you need to do, which, which we just accomplished. Uh, up in the Northeast, I'm not going to give you the name of the case, the law firm, because it's still pending. <clears throat> but we had seven witnesses get deposed in a very high exposure case. And we did the same thing with every one of them. And they all were highly effective uh, in their testimony. <clears throat> and they walked out of the depositions actually saying, wow, you know, the training was tougher than the actual deposition. And that's what you want to hear. Um, you need to have some kind of go-to. This is what a what a coach does, whether it be a professional coach, college coach, let's say in football or, or basketball, they got a whiteboard. And before the game, they have three or four main points that they want to go over with the team. They're not going over the playbook, right? Right before the game, they're going over the key points. What do we want to accomplish here? What's our strategy? And that's what we do with these witnesses. And I'm going to share those with you today because I fully believe them. Um, they're not exactly politically correct because <laughs> the language that the attorney used uh, for these, um, I, I, I think it's hilarious. Um, but, you know, these witnesses went through a full training program, multiple days of it. But again, within 24 hours, you can't be doing this stuff. You got to back off. You got to let them rest, <clears throat> let them let them focus. But there's just key bullet points that we need them to focus on. <clears throat> and so in the attorney's office, <clears throat> before all these depositions, we had a whiteboard and we had four things listed on the whiteboard. The four things that the coach 
putting up there for our team, our team of witnesses. <clears throat> and number one, control the pace. It's the absolute first thing that the witness has to do. Uh, this particular questioner that the witness is going up against, uh, witnesses we're going up against, um, fast pace, fast pace. And that's where, that's where witnesses get in trouble. They go too fast. When you go fast, you minimize your cognition, <clears throat> make a lot of unforced errors, <clears throat> and controlling the pace is absolutely uh, the number one step for, for any witness. It'll make the plaintiff attorney nuts because they want to control the pace, but for the witness to get in that chair, be able to take their time after a question, you know, two to five seconds, depending on the sophistication of the question, um, absolutely essential to success <clears throat> and it's going to increase the accuracy of answers it's all gonna it's also going to keep the emotions uh lower it's going to keep anxiety lower controlling the pace slower is better so it, it's it's a balancing act it's a balancing act. you don't want to go too slow because that looks <clears throat> that looks terrible but controlling that pace absolutely number one so that was the first thing um on the board number two on the board. <laughs> this is what the attorney came up with, but it's it's part of my training. I just say it differently. Number two on the board was, you better be goddamn sure. You better be goddamn sure that you know what you're talking about, that you have a memory of what you're talking about. Do not take any guesses. Before you say the word yes, or I agree, you better be goddamn sure. Because if you're 85% sure and you agree, now, now it's 100% true. <clears throat> and, you know, and witnesses are notorious for guessing. I'm currently in Dallas right now. As you can see, my hotel room background. Um, yesterday, we worked uh, with a 30B6 witness. And we're practicing some, some mock questions. <clears throat> And something became apparent to me. So I took a time out and I looked at the witness and I said, do you have any earthly idea what you're talking about? And he looked right at me and he goes, no. I'm like, then what the hell are you doing? Well, I don't know. I got to come up with something. No, you need to do your homework. Nice thing about 30B6 is you can educate them. <clears throat> Rule number two, you better be goddamn sure. Because if you just start agreeing with things, uh, we're going to have inconsistent testimony across witnesses, and you're also going to start agreeing to plaintiff themes, which is which is which is not good. <clears throat> so witnesses, do your homework. You got to be sure before you say yes. And again, the purpose of these bullet points is to keep this simple. The training pro, like you can't just tell them these bullet points and expect them to do well. No, they've gone through days and days and days of very advanced training. My training program, a lot of mock questioning. This is just to keep them focused in that 24 hours before. Remember, you don't want to be pounding them with, 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 with information in that last 24 hours. They need to rest. They need to have a little fun. Uh, they need to be energized uh, when they show up that morning, not overworked and exhausted. <clears throat> Number three, <laughs> don't volunteer information. Don't try to win the case. Don't give long, lengthy answers, okay? 
you. And that's what happens when witnesses start getting talky, <clears throat> they start volunteering information. The plaintiff attorney then uh, drives a truck through that door that you just opened and then subsequently beats your witness over the head repeatedly with that extra information. <clears throat> precision, really gonna focus on precision. Um, uh, okay, number four. <clears throat> I think this is this is my favorite of all of them. Um, use periods. Use periods, not commas. Okay, enough of this pivoting. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. God, pivoting just costs millions and millions of dollars in litigation. <clears throat> Witnesses trying to argue. Witnesses not acknowledging basic facts of the case because they don't like them <clears throat> and they pivot to a different area and start talking. <clears throat> it looks terrible. It sounds terrible. And most importantly, which these pivoting people, they they don't because they don't do jury research like I do. The jurors hate it. <clears throat> it comes across as defensive, evasive, argumentative. And for a witness to sustain that over hours and hours, absolutely impossible particularly fact witnesses <clears throat> it's impossible they're going to say something stupid then their answers start getting longer and then they keep arguing some more and know what you're doing you're taking the bait that's exactly what the plaintiff attorney wants they want commas they want but yeah but yeah but yeah but yeah but they want that because it fuels the counterattack, folks it fuels it if a concrete fact is identified in a question the answer is, yes, that's true, period. That is correct, period. I agree, period, 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 period. <clears throat> if I ever get elected uh, to public office, the first thing I'm going to do is eliminate the comma in the English language because everything that comes after a comma is bad, okay? And then if a blame question comes up, I disagree, period, okay? Force that questioner into... Why, why not, how comes, that's where you want to be, because then the attack is off. You start doing yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, <clears throat> boy, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble quick. We're going to have that, what we call amygdala hijack, that fight or flight is going to come in, and your witness is going to say all kinds of, <clears throat> kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. Now, yeah, if you have an expert witness that's testified 125 times, can they do it? Perhaps. Still don't think it looks good, but your key fact witnesses, particularly your corporate folks, corporate rep, pivoting is bad, no pivoting. So let's review our list, control the pace, gotta go slow and not let, uh, do not fall into the speed trap. <clears throat> Number two, you better be goddamn sure. Know what you know, remember what you remember. If you don't remember, you don't know. The answer is I don't remember. I don't know. <clears throat> no educated guessing. And don't feel bad about not knowing. That's the issue. People feel bad about not knowing. We're not going to volunteer information and have it used against us down the road. And number four, periods, no commas. Federal ban on the technique of pivoting, banning it. So if I get elected, I'm also going to ban pivoting too, by the way. <clears throat> it's a terrible practice. <laughs> I know who came up with this. I'm not telling you who it is, but I'm just telling you they're dead wrong. Again, the most important part, the jurors can't stand it. They can't stand it. And who, I mean, 
Who do you who are you trying to impress? The jury, right? There's nothing persuasive about pivoting. It's evasive, it's defensive, it's argumentative. <clears throat> we don't need that. <clears throat> so those are our four things. And what I recommend, <clears throat> and you make your four, and your four may be different, or some of these may be <clears throat> the same, but put them on a whiteboard, put them on a large pad, <clears throat> and you're gonna go over these issues with your witness in that in that 24 hours, particularly the morning of, and get them focused. Get them, do not be going over case documents, doing practice questions in that last 24 hours, don't do it. Or particularly the morning up. <clears throat> Your witness is gonna need all the energy that they can possibly have. Let them rest, build their confidence, work on them mentally, emotionally, get them focused. No heavy lifting in that last 24 hours. <clears throat> all right. Now, part two of this podcast is um, the breaks. We, we talked about the whole concept of cognitive fatigue. <clears throat> Your witnesses need breaks every 45 minutes. This, this one hour rolls the dumbest thing in the world. I just published this paper, scientifically proved. You're, that brain starts breaking down. <clears throat> Attention, concentration, about 35, 40 minutes. Starts breaking down for everybody. <clears throat> so you gotta get that break in at the 45 minute mark. Um, do not extend to an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. Then you're gonna get these fatigue um, <clears throat> based mistakes. But what to do during the breaks? <clears throat> A break has to be an actual break. <laughs> Number one, no cell phone. <clears throat> no cell phones. If you're witness is on their phone, looking at emails, listening to voicemails, returning calls, that's not a break. <laughs> phone goes away, phone is off, okay? Now, obviously during breaks, need to use the restroom. <laughs> that's a good idea, okay? Have me use the restroom. <clears throat> Number two, yeah, hydrate, hydrate. Get some water. Don't think caffeine's a, I'm not a big guy, I'm, I'm not big on, pumping down caffeine all day. I don't think that's a good thing. Uh, get you jittery, <laughs> increases anxiety. <clears throat> and uh, uh, that's not where we want our witnesses. Water's good, nothing really sugary. Stay away from the sodas, you know, you don't want your, you don't want your witness you know, belching for the next hour and a half, right? <laughs> a videotape. Water, vitamin water, smart water is good. Have them hydrate. <clears throat> Um, another thing we had, a, we had a little station set up for each, for, for our witnesses. It was a table with anything they could possibly need. So we had some drinks available, <laughs> snacks, have snacks, protein-based snacks, not a lot of carbs because you're going to go into uh, carb sleepiness, right? Uh, in the afternoon, um, protein-based snacks, right? Um, your witness is going to get hungry. Um, but avoid the comfort food, right? We don't want your witness sleepy. Um, so something healthy, but again, more on the protein um, uh, side uh, of this. And then also ha have other things there, you know, maybe some, obviously you don't want your, your, uh, uh, your witnesses going into the deposition, you know, chewing gum or sucking on candy or whatever. <laughs> but if they need a little something during the break, I, I think that's fine. I think that's I think that's absolutely fine, <laughs> but we had a table. I mean, we had ibuprofen, we had aspirin, um, we had Rolaids. 
Um, the attorney bought, brought in Q-tips, not really sure where he was going there. <clears throat> but I mean, toothpicks, I mean, any anything you possibly think you would need, uh, um, we had there to make, to make the witnesses comfortable <laughs> and to really get them truly rested during breaks. Now, I'm a big fan, if it's possible, now we were in a high rise. Um, so getting outside to get fresh air really was not really practical because the break would have been too long because you have to go downstairs, get off an elevator on floor five, then take another elevator to get to the lobby, go outside of security. You know, by the time you get back, you have to go back through security. <laughs> it just would have taken too long. But if it's possible to get your witness outside is the one thing I tell you. Um, particularly in office buildings, those, if you have like fluorescent lights, the, the lighting in the building will melt your brain. It'll melt your brain. So I say, get, get the witness. They absolutely have to leave the deposition room at the very least, you know, get back to your office or a different office where you have some setup to support them. Um, don't talk about the case. Remember, don't prep your witness during the breaks. They need a break. They're gonna be they're gonna be tired, and they need to be rested before they back in. So I think another kind of error I see is coaching up the witness. You can give them some basic feedback. Hey, make sure you can go over the four things. Here's your four things. But other than that, don't no deep conversations about the case because they're really not. You're actually wearing them down even more. So <clears throat> I wanted to share that with you. We've never talked about that on the podcast. I don't think I've talked about this during a speech is you know, what are you doing with your witness 24 hours before either trial or deposition, right? And then what are you doing during, during these breaks? How are you gonna maximize cognition? How are you gonna keep them rested and restored? Well, I just went over things that, um, that you can do because the last thing you wanna do is make them more tired, make them more stressed and wear them down. We want a fresh, fresh witness that can think straight, that can focus, <clears throat> and that will have the ability um, to have endurance over the day. Well, no rant today. I'll tell you why. This is the final four edition, baby, and I'm wearing it right now. The Tar Heels made it to the final four, happiest guy in the world. Unfortunately, we're facing, we're facing the, the evil empire again. Duke Carolina part three. Um, it's, it's Friday. This game is tomorrow. I'm already emotionally exhausted. I have no idea how I'm going to handle this mentally. A loss, I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to – if, if we win, I don't know how to handle that emotionally. I'm upset just thinking about it either way. Um, I can't believe the universe brought us here because it's never happened before. But then again, Look what's happened over the, the last two years in this in this country. A lot of things that you never thought would happen happened. <laughs> so now it's like Armageddon, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Carolina, four-point dogs. I love, A, we get to wear the Carolina blue, bright Carolina blue. I love it. <laughs> B, I, I like the, I think all the pressure's on Duke. All the pressure's on Duke. So by the time we do the next podcast, uh, we will know what has happened. Uh, hopefully, I'll still be alive, um, physically, mentally. <laughs> it's a huge drain. But uh, you got to love March Madness. You got to love the Final Four. And uh, let's hope let's hope the Tar Heels can pull off the unthinkable, because no one's picking Carolina. Nobody, 
nobody. The whole world's picking Duke. I love it. And uh, got one more day of witness prep here in Dallas. And then tomorrow it's just on pins and needles all day. So uh, go Tar Heels. Um, thank you for participating again in the Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. Uh, we love doing this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you next time. Bye.